This week, we wrap up the Light the World campaign by reviewing a few of our favorite experiences so far serving others one by one to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. We also invited several bloggers, YouTubers, and influencers to share their testimonies of the Savior Jesus Christ with you. It's my hope that as you hear these testimonies, you'll feel the love that our Savior has for you and that you'll be inspired to share your light with others as well. Special thanks to Female Foodie, Colette Katie, I Heart Naptime, Lily Eats and Tells, Classy Clutter, Mel's Kitchen Cafe, Satemanali, and A Bountiful Kitchen for taking the time to record and share their testimonies of Jesus Christ with us this week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for being here today. We are going to talk a little bit about Light the World one more time, which is a campaign that Neil and I have been participating in for several years now. Um, You can find it at lighttheworld.org, but it's just a really great way to illuminate your Christmas season and think about Jesus Christ for all 25 days leading up to Christ, or leading up to Christmas in the month of December. And we've just had some really great experiences so far this year that we're going to talk about. We have a special treat for you at the end, so I hope you'll stick around for that. But we're going to start off with a quotation from that same book that I talked about a couple episodes back. And if you missed that one, you can go back a couple episodes and listen to our intro of Light the World and what it's all about and what it's meant to us in past years. But um, this is a quotation from the book One by One by David A. Bednar. It's an amazing book. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. But I was studying this the other day and came across this. Um, So he quotes President Howard W. Hunter, who said, To the very end of his mortal life, Jesus was demonstrating the grandeur of his spirit and the magnitude of his strength. He was not, even at this late hour, selfishly engrossed with his own sorrows or contemplating the impeding pain. He was anxiously attending to the present and future needs of his beloved followers. He knew their own safety, individually and as a church, lay only in their unconditional love for one another. His entire energy seemed to have been directed toward their needs, thus teaching by example what he was teaching by precept. He gave them the words of comfort and commandment and caution. What a marvelous example for us to follow. Even in the midst of great personal sorrow and pain, our exemplar reached out to bless others. His was not a life focused on the things he did not have. It was a life of reaching out in service to others. And that's by Howard W. Hunter from an enzyme in June of 1989. So I read that and thought a lot about Neil and his example to me of serving others and how just some experiences we've had in the past year where he's talked about how service has helped him in, you know, his time of need or sorrow. And that came up while we were in Utah for Thanksgiving break, right, Neil? Yeah. Um, I think of, there's been several times I think that that's, that's come up for me in different, you know, different ways. So, I mean, basically, yeah, I lost my brother earlier this year uh, in last January, uh, just in a, in, a, in a tragic way. And I've been dealing with grief and, and working through that process. And it's been really challenging for me. So one of the things that has helped me a lot is, is service. That's something, probably one of the most powerful tools that I've worked with or in dealing with grief. So yeah, just this last Thanksgiving, I think with the holidays coming up that obviously that comes a little, a lot more uh, 
intensely as far as the grief and remembering loved ones as as typically you'd you know you'd see these you know see family members and and be in contact with them and so that was something that i i knew going into thanksgiving was going to be hard for me we're going to be back in utah and kind of be around family again and that's typically when i would see my brother dave so i i felt that and and was ready for it but i think that it still was a challenge for me i still just wasn't really feeling it wasn't really feeling that good um, the first couple of days that we were there. And I just, the thought came to me and, and a little bit of an impression of just like, you know, why, why don't I just get up and, and I can make myself useful in small ways or in small situations. And so that's something that I, that I, you know, decided that I would do. I, I think my, you know, my father-in-law was out, there's a lot of snow. So he was out there snow blowing the driveway and, you know, I'm like, I can get up and I can get off the couch here and I can go make, you know, be of service. And, and so I went out there and put my snow boots on and started shoveling off, you know, the little extra parts here and there and, and doing a little bit of helping out and, and just that small getting out and doing something and trying to get outside of myself. Um, I started feeling better. And, and so then I, I, you know, this is going great. Let me find some other ways and let me get up and do some dishes here. Let me, you know, see if anybody needs help. And so I find that that even just very, very small things um, and, and small ways to serve others and to help, it just completely can change that attitude and that feeling. And I've had similar experiences in different ways um, before then and since then. And so it's just a really powerful way to get outside of, of ourselves and, and, you know, do some good and feel better, feel closer to, to, to God and to Jesus Christ. Yeah. I've really felt that too, as, um, we've taken the time just in this really, it's funny that this happens, this light the world campaign happens during our craziest time of year. And I feel like it's like that for everyone. I feel like everyone I talk to when I'm like, how are you doing? They're like, I'm so stressed or I'm so busy or there's so much going on more so than any other time of year, I feel like. And yet when I feel like when we've taken the time to just set aside a little bit of time for service, you get so much more out of it than what you're putting into it. And you've talked about that now too with like sponsors, right? With working with sponsors and um, the time that you take to help someone out who is in the position that you were in at one time. Yeah, and that's really, I think, the kind of the miracle of of recovery is the whole program started by one alcoholic helping another. Um, you know, back in the early 1920s, I believe there's just a couple of, of guys that were trying to get sober and trying to get over their alcoholism. And so um, they talked to each other and helped each other out. And something magical happened when they did that, that they both got what they needed. They got su- supported in a way that enabled them to get out of the spot that they were in. So it's kind of the miracle of the recovery process that I've found in working through the 12 steps and going to meetings and being a part of a community where you support each other is that's just, I've had literally almost daily experiences with that as I reach out to other people who share my same addiction or another addiction um, and just talk about where I'm at that day and talk about maybe the struggle that I'm having or feeling. And, and, and as I communicate that and someone listens and then they communicate about where they're at, somehow I, I think, you know, God steps in and gives both parties what they need to feel loved, to feel, feel uh, their solution and their answers. And so it's a really cool way to do that. And, and I think one of the most powerful ways in that realm is through sponsorship or basically you know, someone who's gone through the steps before and been through that process and, and is, is, is sober and in recovery, 
Um, once you get to that point, then the 12th step is to help others. And so at that point, you open yourself up to, you know, let people know, hey, I'm, I'm willing to, to sponsor somebody who's just fresh in the program and trying to figure it out. Like, I'm here to help you and act as a guide to, um, you know, show you how to work the steps and, and, you know, share experiences, faith and hope in order to help that individual to, to work through the steps and get, get sober and be in recovery. Um, and a lot of times the one sponsoring, you know, you get the same as, uh, support wise and, and help, um, you get the same amount as the one you're, you're sponsoring. If sometimes even more, um, I think that I've, I've learned some really great things from people that I've sponsored and been supported in ways that were enormous, um, and, and equally equal to what maybe that person who I'm sponsoring is getting. Yeah, that was really cool last night, too, to go. We went to a 12-step meeting to see some of our friends receive seven-year trips, which we'll talk about in a minute. But it was cool to hear Neil's sponsor share. He happened to be there last night, and he shared basically the same thing Neil just said, that some of these people that he has sponsored, including one of the two guys that got the chip last night and Neil and several other people, he said, like, he got so much out of sponsoring them, sometimes more than you know, what he felt like even the sponsor or sponsee himself was getting just by being able to serve. So um, I wanted to talk about a few of the cool things that we've been able to experience as a family so far with Light the World. So um, one that comes to mind is on a Saturday, we were headed to a tree lot, a local tree lot that it's owned by our friend. And my kids have been begging for a tree in our front room, which I think is fun too, like putting the tree up in the front room where if you have your Christmas lights on, then when people drive by, they see a tree in the window. I don't know why for me that's significant. I think because that's always where my mom would put our tree and I always love to see people's Christmas trees like glowing in their windows. So I, I had been wanting to put a tree up there, but we threw the tree away last year that was taking that space for many years because it was just... It was trashed. It was ready. It was time to go. It was like all of the fluff from the, what do you call it? The flock, the flocking was like coming off everywhere. And it just looked really bad. It had been through several years and several moves um, in our family and little kids putting ornaments and lights on it. So anyway, we were ready to get a new tree this year. We went to our friend's Christmas tree lot. And when we, on our way there, I said to Neil, what do you think about paying double and, you know, telling your friend that owns the lot? Xander, like, hey, Xander, pick somebody to give the tree to who looks like maybe they could use a little extra help this time of year. And Neil was totally on board. So we showed up and we told Xander and he just lit up. He was like, really? That's awesome. And um, we showed up right that morning, like they had just gotten a fresh delivery from Oregon, trees that had been cut down two days before. So the whole tree lot just smelled like Christmas. It just smelled amazing. The vibe there was so awesome. It just felt so Christmassy. And so we picked our tree, we headed out and then, you know, Xander was like, you want to pick someone now? And I said, no, just take, you know, take your time today, find somebody, you know, who looks like, and it just like, you know, use the spirit, feel it out, feel it, you know, wait till you feel it, somebody who needs it. And he said, okay. So he texted us a picture later that night, but we didn't get to hear the story until yesterday, which I thought was so cool when he told us that story. He basically said that he kind of waited all day to find like the right person and that this like kind of young family showed up and that they, and like, I just was feeling as he was telling us this story, I was like, oh my gosh, that was us when we were first married. He told us that this, this young family showed up and they were like, 
looking through all the trees and they kind of started out with some of the more expensive trees and then they moved to like the mid-range trees and then like an hour later they were over in like the least expensive smallest trees he was like nobody wants these trees these are like the littlest trees and people only buy these trees if that's all they can afford and they were kind of going back and forth in like the least expensive trees and you could tell like that's not really what they wanted but that's kind of where they were at and he walked over and told them like hey our church does this thing called light the world and you know there was a family here earlier today who they wanted to just spread a little Christmas cheer by paying for a tree for somebody and you know I kind of feel like you guys would be the perfect family for that and he said they just couldn't believe it that they lit up and they were so happy and it was so cool to hear that story last night and just to feel like you know we got to be a little anonymous part of someone's Christmas cheer. I don't know. How did you feel, Neil, when you heard that story? Yeah, I think that was that was really powerful. I, I mean, you never know how that's going to go. And a lot of times you don't get to hear the backstory on it mm-hmm. or, or the follow-up of like, hey, this was what shook out. Um, and and that's good. I think a lot of times, you know, we we learn about that in the Bible and different places of of you know being being you know discreet about yes. you know giving or whatnot, which is typically how we go about it. But this was it was really cool to hear the back the back end of it and to to kind of put a personal touch to it mm-hmm. and to know how it was received and it was received in the way that that we had hoped and intended it to be uh, to be received. We did another fun little thing as a family on, so December 9th, the prompt was think of a close friend or family member, invite them to do an ornament swap. So you have something to represent each other in your respective homes. We don't have any family down here. So that would have been tough to do unless we thought of it ahead, which I didn't because there's so much going on during the season. So I reached out to a family who we're super close with and said, hey, do you want to do an ornament swap? And the mom was like, I just can't like... She just had too much going on. The schedules didn't align. And I said, okay, no worries at all. So the alternate idea that day was to hand out hand warmers to people who were cold or looked like they could use hand warmers. Well, it was literally 60-something degrees that day, 65 degrees. I don't know. It was a nice, warm, sunny California, Southern California day. So I was like, well, hand warmers, like that's kind of not going to help very many people here. But I thought I had seen several people on social media putting a box of goodies out for their delivery people. So FedEx, UPS, USPS, Amazon, you know, and as you can imagine with the business that we have as, you know, me being a fashion blogger and beauty blogger, like we get a ton of packages. So I thought these people work super hard during the holidays and it would be really fun to put a little package out there and just say, you know, thanks so much for working so hard here's, you know, take a treat or two as a token of our appreciation for you. Um, And we set that out and it was just, our kids got involved. They picked out the treats with us the night before at Target. And then we put it out the next day. And it was so fun to just be excited to see like, oh, a few people took, you know, a few more people took treats. And we happened to have like one of those little doorbell cameras from Vivint. And so we got to watch some of the footage of people you know, taking the treats. And there was one guy who was kind of like, oh, like you could hear just an audible kind of like, oh, wow. And, you know, he took a couple of things and walked away. And 
And I want to point out something that Neil said a second ago about usually we don't share what we're doing, you know, to be involved in charity or giving. We've, for so many years, we're very, very quiet about whatever we did and just kept it really personal. And we still are with a majority of the bigger giving that we do. Um, But I think there's something so powerful about using social media for good. And I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I have such a strong belief that the real reason why we have social media and this insane power, if you think about the power that we have to reach so many people, even if the, okay, the average person has 100 Instagram followers. If you have 100 people who follow you, that if you posted something inspirational about how you gave or you did a little bit of service or took a little bit of time out of your day to do something for someone else, how that might inspire someone else to do something. And I believe that that is the real purpose of why we have social media and why Heavenly Father aligned everything the way he did so that that could be created was so that we could use it for good, so we could bring light into the world, so we could inspire good in others. That's totally why I believe the scriptures exist, so that we can read the stories of others, learn from their mistakes, be inspired by powerful messages of others who have lived before us. And so anyway, I just, I got that idea from so many other people posting stories and pictures of themselves sharing something with their delivery people. And so that's where I got that idea. And it was cool to see a few other people do that after we posted about it. And so, you know, I really feel like if you are hesitant about that, that's where I'm at with the sharing light the world on social media. I do it because I feel like if Heavenly Father has given me this gift, which I really believe it's from Him, this platform that we don't just use it to sell things, but we also in tandem use it for good. And that's why we post about these um, light the world experiences that we have through the month of December. So do you have any thoughts on that, Neil? Yeah, I think that was a really cool one. The, that was a great idea. And what, I mean, honestly, I can, I can imagine, like I looked at the, the note that, that Corinne wrote and, you know, it was on this little crate with filled with goodies and I, I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of those delivery people, when they first walked up and saw a note that said, you know, dear USPS or dear Amazon delivery people, they were probably expecting something negative because I bet you they get, <laughs> you know, so many complaints and so many things that it's like, hey, please don't leave this here or you failed to do this or that. You know, that's kind of the expectation. So I think it, you can kind of see on, you know, when we were watching the videos of this that they kind of like stop and pause for a minute. And then once they read it, it's like, oh, wow, like how cool. And, and so I think that, you know, that was really cool to see that. And it, it made me feel good just knowing that, you know, there are so many people that are, that are work, work in situations that they probably rarely receive a thank you or a kind word, Um, you know, I think, and, but, but yet we rely so heavily on, on so many of these people that are so important to, you know, our day-to-day operations, um, so it's a really cool, you know, it's not like that's a grand gesture of like, hey, have a snack or a drink. But the the thought behind it and, and the intent behind it is what I think is really cool. Yeah, it's powerful to just do. A, and that's the coolest thing about this one by one campaign that we've talked about is the littlest things oftentimes go the longest ways, you know. So another day was, it was funny. I had another experience with one of these prompts, which was uh, December 10th, cheer someone on, make plans to attend an event, holiday, athletic, cultural, et cetera, to support someone you know. And I read that and thought, 
gosh, we just, our kids are not in the phase yet of having lots of other friends who are involved in lots of stuff. We don't have teenagers. We don't have middle schoolers. I don't know anybody in a play here or a nutcracker or a sporting event even. So I thought about that and was kind of feeling like, gosh, I just don't even know who we would support. And then it occurred to me that this week, um, this past week, we knew two friends, two really good friends of ours who were picking up seven-year chips for sobriety. And we had made plans, like special plans to have a babysitter in the middle of the week, which is not hard to, I mean, sorry, is hard to find. You know, that's not an easy thing to arrange. So we had a babysitter lined up um, early enough to go out to dinner with these friends and then show up to the 12-step meeting and support them. And that just really was so cool to be there for that moment. And I think, you know, it doesn't have to look exactly like everybody else. It doesn't have to look anything like everybody else's service. I think if you in any way can support someone else by showing up or cheering them on or even just even like I this probably sounds really silly, but when people comment and say nice things or send DMs that are kind to us, it means a lot to me. It, it just makes me feel like, wow, someone is appreciating our effort and they're showing up, they're supporting us. And so, you know, when when you think about other people that you can support and show up for, I think our time is so valuable and it means so much when you give of your time and you take the time to, like Neil said, write a note or show your gratitude. That's such a big deal. And that's so something that the Savior would have done. So I want to talk about too with, I, I thought a lot about last night as we were sitting at that 12-step meeting how that came to be for our family and how moving to Southern California was something we felt so strongly about. And that when we moved here, we found this absolutely incredible culture of addiction recovery and the 12 steps and the, the meeting that we went to actually last night, the San Clemente meeting was like, that was our original go-to meeting that we started out at. And, you know, I felt so much anger when we first walked into that meeting, I was just, and you can listen to our older podcast episodes about addiction recovery to hear more about this. But I went from being just a real angry elf to being now going into that meeting and just feeling so much emotion of gratitude of the people that affected us and the people that influenced us for good by sharing their stories and by, you know, being willing to serve and to support other people and um, sponsor other people. I think of my sponsor, Mandy Gubler, who shared her story of addiction recovery online. And that's why we ended up showing up in our first ARP meeting in Utah right before we moved out here. And I don't know if we would have ended up in ARP out here if we hadn't started there with a couple of meetings because of her example. So I just think that, you know, the orbits of people that are placed within your life are not by accident. And, you know, when you share your stories or you share your testimonies or you're willing to share your belief or your faith in whatever form that you feel compelled to share, it affects people. And probably a lot of times, like Neil said, in ways that you don't even see or recognize right away, I think some of these things we won't even know till maybe the next life. Um, But I wanted to read this really cool quotation that I feel like just goes perfectly with Light the World. And it is by Elder Neil A. Maxwell, who just had a gift with words. He said things so beautifully. 
And he said, the same God that placed that star in a precise orbit millennia before it appeared over Bethlehem in celebration of the birth of the babe has given at least equal attention to placement of each of us in precise human orbits so that we may, if we will, illuminate the landscape of our individual lives so that our light may not only lead others, but warm them as well. I just love that so much. It just like encompasses what light the world is all about. You know, in small and simple ways, we illuminate our landscape so that other people can feel our light. Just like Matthew in the Bible says, like, let your light so shine so that others may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. have a really cool treat for you today. I'm super grateful for this. We have several people. I've reached out to several Christian influencers, so bloggers, YouTubers, Instagrammers, and just asked them if they would share their testimonies of Jesus Christ and who He is to them and what He means to them. So I hope you'll enjoy this special treat of hearing testimonies of several other people who were willing to share who Jesus Christ is to them during this Christmas season. This first testimony of Jesus Christ is from my sister, Brooke Elison of Female Foodie. Hi, this is Brooke Elison, and I'm Corinne's sister, and she asked me to share today what Jesus means to me. And I'll be honest, this is a little bit, a bit of a challenge. Um, Jesus means a lot to me, but I feel like it's a little bit of a difficult thing to put into words, so bear with me. And thank you, Corinne, for allowing me to share my my feelings and thoughts on Jesus Christ. I have a very simple but firm testimony of Jesus Christ. I know that he lives and I feel like that's something I've learned through a series of experiences throughout my life. I feel like it's something that at sometimes has come to me really easy and other times I've had to really seek Jesus to get to know him. I feel like I've come to know the Savior though more than anything else through the experiences that have really stretched me and been challenging for me. And for me, it's usually through prayer and through getting on my knees and praying to God and asking him for help or for understanding or for guidance and immediately feeling confirmation every time that I'm not alone and that Jesus Christ knows exactly how I feel and that through the atonement of Jesus Christ, I can make it through anything, whether it's something that I'm learning and growing from or an experience that I'm going through. I have a firm testimony that Jesus Christ has perfect love for his children. I know that he walked on this earth and displayed that perfect pure love to the people he encountered and through prayer and scripture study, I know that he still feels and displays that perfect, pure love to us. I also have a testimony that Jesus Christ is waiting for us with open arms and that all we have to do is just invite him into our lives. And that can be in so many different ways. It can be through um, the spirit that we create in our homes. It can be through prayer. It can be through service. It can be by attending 
worship services, but I have such a firm testimony that if we make even a morsel of room for Christ in our lives and try to be intentional about letting him in, he will bring more light and love into our lives than we than we deserve. I'm so thankful for this opportunity. And I just want to share really quick a scripture that I love so much. It's from a book called The Doctrine and Covenants, and it just perfectly sums up my sentiments about the Savior. It says, And now after the many testimonies which have been given of him, this is the testimony last of all which we give of him, that he lives. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hello. I'm Colette Katie. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to share my testimony of Jesus Christ. I truly believe that because of Jesus Christ, there is no pain or infirmity in our minds or our bodies that cannot be healed, that will not be healed. He will make us whole. I truly believe that because of Jesus Christ, I am able to know my own worth, that because of him, the trials that I face are not stumbling blocks in my life, but they are things that teach me more about His grace, His love, His mercy, and His desire for all of us to feel of His love for us. I truly believe that Jesus Christ is my Savior, and that through faith in Him, we can find joy in this life. We don't have to allow the sorrows of the world to drag us down, but we can use them as avenues to reach him and to know of our own true worth in his eyes. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, my Savior. Amen. Hi, everyone. It's Jamie Lynn Nye from I Heart Nap Time, and I wanted to bear testimony today of my Savior, Jesus Christ. I know that he lives, and I know that he is there for us whenever we need him. I'm so grateful for the example that he has set for us and that I can go to him whenever I need. I'm so grateful for the atonement in my life so that when I make mistakes, I can repent and be forgiven. I'm so grateful for our Savior and all that he has done for us. I love him and I'm so grateful that because of him, we can be with our families together forever. This next testimony of Jesus Christ is from Lily B. Singer from Lily Eats and Tells. I am so grateful for my Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm so grateful for the atonement that he made so that all of us, with all of our imperfections, who make so many mistakes, that we can be forgiven. We can still return to live with our Heavenly Father. I'm so grateful for the example that he set and that we can study that example because of the scriptures. Um, Because... That's how we find joy, by following his example. So I'm so grateful that not only do we have the afterlife to look forward to for joy, but that we can have joy now in this life by following the Savior's example. This next testimony of Jesus Christ is from Mallory Nicholas of Classy Clutter. As the popular children's song states, Jesus is the God of miracles, and I know that to be true in my life. When I think of Jesus Christ, the word that comes to my mind is hope. He provides peace and comfort in all things and through the deepest, darkest trials of our lives. The only way to true, everlasting happiness and joy is through our Savior, Jesus Christ, and His atonement. This next testimony of Jesus Christ is from Mel of Mel's Kitchen Cafe. 
My testimony of Jesus Christ is complicated and kind of simple at the same time. On one hand, it's hard for me to comprehend truly the magnitude of his sacrifice. I've read books about it and studied it, and yet that great and lasting atonement still boggles my mind. It seems so incomprehensible on such a large scale. But when I think of Jesus Christ as a person, like as my friend, as the only person who really knows me and understands me and all of my stresses, my sorrows, my joys, my weirdnesses, when I think of his atoning sacrifice for me personally, my heart burns with the knowledge that he is real. I know it. It is a knowledge that lives within me and gives me strength every single day. Life is awesome, but man, life is also really, really hard. His love covers that whole spectrum. I have felt his tangible presence in the moments where I've hit rock bottom and when I've honestly wondered if I would make it through. And I know he is there in the good times too, actually. His love is constant and I know his loyalty to me never changes. He is there. And when I choose to allow him into my life, he makes me more than I could ever be without him. His atonement was the great and lasting sacrifice to make all things possible, but his daily presence of peace and light and everything good in my life, that is a gift of equal magnitude for me. I love my savior. I don't know how I can ever thank him fully for what he does for me every single day. Merry Christmas. My name is Satemangali, and I just wanted to share a short, brief testimony or just my thoughts about the man called Jesus. I came to know Jesus uh, at an early time in my life when I was in high school. And the more that I've studied about the Savior and strive to live like him and exercise faith in him, he has blessed me and my family so much. I cannot sing a song about Jesus without being filled with emotion and deep, immense gratitude. I love my Savior. I know that every challenge and trial that I have faced personally and professionally, He has guided me, He has led me, He has blessed me, He has helped me. And I invite all who hear this, if there's any part of you that desires to know if there is a greater way to seek this Jesus who the wise men of old sought. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so honored to be able to share my thoughts and feelings about Jesus Christ and I love him and he is my savior and he is my redeemer. And I not only believe in him, I believe him and what he says that he can do for us. Thank you so much. This next testimony of Jesus Christ is from my mom, Cy Foster of A Bountiful Kitchen. I am so grateful for the Savior Jesus Christ and for what he means in my life. I remember years ago hearing about people that had a relationship with the Savior and they would talk about having a personal relationship with Jesus or with the Savior. And I remember feeling like I felt like I had a relationship with my Heavenly Father because when I pray, I pray directly to Heavenly Father and then end my prayers in the name of Jesus Christ. But I remember thinking, I just don't know that I have a personal relationship with the Savior, Jesus Christ. And 
I feel like that's something that came through a lot of the experiences that Grant and I have had being married and that I've had as a mother, um, that we've had as a couple raising children. Now I would say that I absolutely feel like I have a personal relationship with the Savior, that I can feel his presence near. I can feel of his light and love in my life and in the lives of people that I love. And I think most especially the thing that I feel the very most and that has probably the most significance in my life regarding the Savior is the gift of the atonement of Jesus Christ in my life and what that's meant to me and to my family. As a young mom, I think I had a real idealistic view of forgiveness and maybe almost a view that that repentance was something that we just did once and moved on with that in our lives. And if we had to do it more than once, then maybe there was something wrong, right? But I, I know now, I think especially after raising children and experiencing a lot of the things that you do when you raise children or what just when you go throughout life, that repentance is a daily and ongoing process. And I cannot think of a better gift that the Savior has given to us than his life that he gave for us so that we could have the gift and power of the atonement in our lives. To me, that's that's everything. And I can't imagine now my life without that knowledge and my life without the knowledge and testimony that the Savior lives, that he, that he lives today, that he lived on the earth, that he loves us, and that he absolutely wants to have a personal relationship with us. And all we have to do to have that relationship with him is to ask. And I just, for me, that's been the greatest gift. And I say this in his name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So thankful to everyone that was willing to participate and shared their testimonies of Jesus Christ. I just felt the Spirit so much listening to those. And we're going to end with Neil sharing his testimony and then me sharing mine. Wow. Yeah. So those were really, that was just so awesome to hear that. And um, I think for me, for myself, there's something that I came across just in my studies. So this is from the Bible Dictionary. Um, uh, from the the standard works that we use uh, with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But um, the definition of grace, it talks about what grace is or the grace of Jesus Christ. And this one is really powerful and kind of what, it's what the foundation of my testimony is built on. So there's a part here, it says, it is likewise through the grace of the Lord, meaning Jesus Christ, that individuals through faith in the atonement of Jesus Christ and repentance of their sins receive strength and assistance to do good works that they otherwise uh, would be able to maintain if left to their own means. So that's kind of what my my testimony of, of Christ really is built on, is recognizing when I take everything into account in my life and what I have control over and what I don't have control over, and really all that I can give is my agency or my willingness to, uh, to open myself up to Jesus Christ. 
and to the power of his atonement. And when I do that, when I activate that power in my life through my own agency, I receive grace or power or an enabling power to do things that I really on my own wouldn't be able to do. And for me, that's something that I rely on daily and rely on in my life to be able to accomplish whatever it is that God would have me do. And I think of my own plans and my own desires and and what I would do left to my own devices um, is just so minimal and so marginal. But when I open myself up to God, to his power, to the atonement of Jesus Christ, um, I'm able to to understand things and to know directions in my life that I need to go or things that I can do to be better or um, am, am given grace to be able to help others, to be of service to others. And all of that comes through Jesus Christ. And that's that's my testimony that, that I share uh, in his name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Neil. Lastly, I'm just grateful for this opportunity to share my testimony of Jesus Christ. You know, it's funny, growing up, I wanted to be a missionary for our church so bad. I heard my dad tell stories for years and years, like ever since I can remember about these just magical transformative experiences that he had as a missionary in Chile. And it just lit this fire in me to want to be a missionary. And for some reason that just didn't work out um, when I was 21 years old and would, would have been at the right age to go serve a mission for our church. And it's something that I've always kind of regretted. Maybe my only regret in life was not serving a mission for our church and not having that work out. And and yet now I feel like Heavenly Father has given me that opportunity to share my testimony of Jesus Christ frequently with many, many people, probably with more people than the amount of people I could have reached knocking doors um, in any part of the world. So I hope that you will open your hearts if if there's any part of you that wonders whether Jesus Christ is a real person or he knows you, I want to testify to you that he does know you. And that for me, he is my older brother, my savior, my redeemer. There are so many names we know him by, Emmanuel. Um, but he's a real person. And he is someone who I've gotten to know through the scriptures and through reading his words and reading about his teachings and learning about the character of Jesus Christ and who he was as someone who was forgiving and kind and unconditionally loved. And my testimony is that Jesus Christ really can take away all of our pain and our sorrow and all of the hard things that we feel like nobody else in the world could possibly understand exactly what we're going through. That's the miracle of the atonement of Jesus Christ is that because he suffered for us in the Garden of Gethsemane, he actually does understand exactly what we're going through, even in times of hardship that we've brought upon ourselves, even when we do things that are stupid that we wish we could have done differently or taken back. He understands even that pain and sorrow. And even when other people hurt us or when life circumstances happen that are completely out of our control, that he understands all of those pains and that he can take those away if we'll just give our burdens to him and that he wants to do that and that he wants to bless us and he wants to help us. And he is just waiting to be our older brother to take away our burdens if we'll just let him. I have a testimony that a baby boy was born in Bethlehem in the most humble circumstances to come and save the world. And I I know that he 
is going to come again. And I hope that I can do my part to try to share my knowledge of who he is and that he's real and that he's accessible and that he can be in our lives. And I hope that that will always be the most important thing in my life. I'm so grateful for all the blessings that my Heavenly Father has given me, including my Savior, Jesus Christ. And I know that all of the good things that we have in our life come from Him. And it's all because of Him. And I say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks so much for spending time with us this week and listening to this week's episode of Mint Arrow Messages. I hope that you felt something the way that I did as I listened to all of those testimonies of people who are believers in Jesus Christ. If this episode stirred something in your heart like it did mine, I would love it if you would share it on social media with the hashtag light the world and tag us at Mint Arrow so that we can share it too. I so appreciate you guys being here. Thanks so much and have a Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow. Subscribe to our Apple Podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode.